0: Friends, the world is in serious danger now. Inflation is causing food prices to skyrocket. The global supply chain continues to collapse, and the coming food shortages will be worse than anything we've lived through. In times like these, what should you do? Go to preparewiththinkaboutit.com and invest in long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply while you still can. My Patriot Supply is the largest preparedness company in America with millions of satisfied customers. Their food lasts up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, you'll have it and avoid government food lines. Act quickly and save $150 on a vital three-month emergency food kit. The kit provides delicious foods totaling over $2,000 calories a day. You won't go hungry when you have this emergency food period. Go to preparewiththinkaboutit.com and save $150 on every three-month food kit. That's preparewiththinkaboutit.com. Protect your family and secure this emergency food today. preparewiththinkaboutit.com.
1: Many of us didn't see it yet in early 2020. But today, millions of us are now aware of the emerging one-world government and their deceitful plans to seize power hidden under the guise of world health. And many of us are now awake to the fact that this so-called New World Order is religiously paganistic, luciferic, and satanic. So it's no surprise that their coronation ball climaxes on May 28th with a devil-horned moon and the Jupiter-Mars conjunction, which is believed to bring success when starting a war. Their big week of megalomania begins on May 22nd in Switzerland, with both the World Health Organization's annual World Health Assembly and the World Economic Forum's annual meeting in Davos. In Geneva, the WHO will be voting on a pandemic treaty known officially as the Zero Draft Report of the Working Group on Strengthening WHO Preparedness and Response to Health Emergencies. This pandemic treaty will make them the directing and coordinating authority on international health. The WHO's Zero Draft Plan includes regular simulation exercises, global surveillance, more vaccines, more censorship, contact tracing, and digital vaccine passports. In Davos, Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum's annual meeting theme is history at a turning point. Their agenda includes more vaccines, more censorship, and more LGBTQI resilience. The same week in Indonesia, the United Nations Office for Disaster Risk Reduction is holding their annual global platform where they will be planning for regular ongoing pandemic simulations, more global governance, more money to fight climate change, and ultimately accomplishing the United Nations 2030 Agenda, also known as the Great Reset. After the New World Order's narcissistic coronation week ends, with the devil-horned moon and the Jupiter-Mars conjunction, Klaus Schwab and his fellow Satanists can celebrate with their friends at CERN. And then what? In March of 2021, the Nuclear Threat Initiative conducted a tabletop exercise simulating a global pandemic involving a monkeypox terrorist attack. Something that Bill Gates has told us to expect. The Biden administration has just bought millions of doses of monkeypox vaccines and mysterious cases are now being reported. The final assault of the New World Order will involve a man-made bioattack, food shortages, FEMA camps, rolling blackouts, and endless riots. Violence may save your life someday, and it might save our freedom, but it's not a solution. If we really wanted to solve this problem, we could all peacefully convene at our local government council and demand either their allegiance to the Constitution or their immediate resignation, because the New World Order is not going to surrender, and the entire U.S. government is under their control. This coming Memorial Day, remember and honor the ancestors who died for our freedom, because it may very well be our last. Here we need a vast military-style campaign to marshal the strengths of the global private sector. It offers the only real prospect of achieving fundamental economic transition.
0: Hi, Steve here. Do you realize that through a combination of social engineering, brainwashing and the defection from truth in many of today's churches that there's an entire generation now who has never heard the name of Jesus Christ. It's hard to believe. There was a time in the past that almost every person in America would say they believe that Jesus was a real historical figure and they believe in him. But that doesn't mean you'll be with him when you die in this body. The Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy and told him that in the last days, the days we're in now, things were going to get very bad. He said, know this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, Not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited. Lovers of pleasures rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying its power have nothing to do with these people. So are you one of these people who has a form of godliness but you deny the real power of God to change lives? James said you believe that God is one good Even the demons believe, and they shudder. Why do they shudder? Because they know their end and their eternal fate. The demons are lost forever and have already been sentenced, beginning their sentence by roaming the earth without a body until their final damnation is carried out on them at the end of the age. In the book of Enoch, we find out the truth about the demons. It says the giants who were produced from the spirits and flesh will be called evil spirits upon the earth, and on the earth will be their dwelling. Evil spirits have proceeded from their bodies because they were born from men and from the holy watchers or angels. That was their beginning and primal origin. And they will be evil spirits upon the earth, and evil spirits they will be called. We call them demons, but Enoch said they were originally called evil spirits. As for the spirits of heaven... In heaven will be their dwelling place. But as for the spirits of the earth, which were born upon the earth, on the earth will be their dwelling. And the spirits of the giants afflict, oppress, destroy, attack, do battle, and work destruction on the earth and cause trouble. They take no food, but nevertheless they hunger and thirst and cause offenses. And these spirits will rise up against the children of men and against the women because they have proceeded from them. Genesis 6:4 says the sons of God went into the daughters of humans and had children by them. They were the heroes of old, men of renown. And when these giants or the children of the fallen angels who mated with earthly women died, their spirits did not go to heaven or to hell, but they remained on earth without a body. And so they exist in the spirit form to this day. Jesus encountered evil spirits all the time. When he had come to the other side, to the region of the Gadarenes, two demon possessed men met him as they came out of the tombs. They were so violent that no one could pass that way. Suddenly they shouted, They know that there is a time in the future when they will be sent to the lake of fire. And that's why they asked Jesus, have you come here to torment us before the time? They know there's an appointed time coming. When a human being dies, they go either to hell or to heaven. But before Jesus rose from the dead, they went to paradise because they could not enter heaven without being born again. When Lazarus died, he went to paradise until Jesus raised him to life again. So Jesus then told them plainly, Lazarus has died. I'm glad for you that I wasn't there so that you may believe, but let's go to him. Then Thomas called twin, said to his fellow disciples, let's go too so that we may die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, less than two miles away. Many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them about their brother, As soon as Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. But Mary remained seated in the house. When Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Yet even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. And Jesus said, your brother will rise again. Martha said, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him, I believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God who comes into the world. When Jesus asks his disciples, who do people say that I am? They replied, some say you're John the Baptist. Others say you're Elijah. Still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But you, he asked them, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the Living God. Both Martha and Peter got it exactly right. Messiah and Christ are the same thing, and they mean Savior of the world. The God man, Savior, for all of mankind, the only sacrifice acceptable to God for our sins was Jesus. The Apostle John wrote, Who is the liar if not the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This one is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. When you deny Jesus Christ, you deny the Father too. He also said, This is how you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not confess that Jesus has come in the flesh is not from God. This is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard is coming. Even now it is already in the world. Then John could have not made it any clearer than when he said, many deceivers have gone out into the world. They do not confess the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh. This is the deceiver and the Antichrist. The Jews are still looking for their Messiah. Jesus even said, I have come in my Father's name, and yet you don't accept me. If someone else comes in his own name, you will accept him. Isaiah's prophecies were fulfilled when he said, even though he had performed so many signs in their presence, they did not believe in him. This was to fulfill the word of Isaiah the prophet who said, Lord, who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Jesus told Thomas, the disciple who wasn't in the room when Jesus first appeared to the rest of them, Jesus said, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Jesus came to earth in the flesh as a man, and he was fully God, conceived by the power of the Holy Ghost in the womb of the Virgin Mary. And those who don't believe this fact do not truly believe in him, even if they say they do. This is why the Apostle Paul wrote, If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. One believes with the heart, resulting in righteousness, and one confesses with the mouth, resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, Everyone who believes on him will not be put to shame, since there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, because the same Lord of all richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is what it really means to believe in Jesus. If you're not sure that you've made him the Lord of your life, I leave a link to a simple prayer in the description box that makes it very easy for you to receive Christ. Go down in that description box below and you'll find that link. Click on it and go to that page and pray this prayer if you'd like to know Jesus and have eternal life through him. Think about it.